This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Bring it up, Jake. Bets for tonight are on the way. Lakers and Pelicans. Bets of steel. Steelers Patriots Thursday night football. Uh, we are at halftime, Ken, of the NBA in-season tournament semifinal. The first game, the Pacers lead the Bucks by 12, 63 to 51. So our under bet is looking good. Milwaukee bets, maybe not so much. Um, I'm trying to find the second half market here. Stand by. Here we go. Uh, second half market. For this game is Bucks minus seven, so Pacers favorite to win the game. Obviously, the totals one twenty nine. If you wanted to bet the Bucks to come back and win the game, plus one sixty five is the money line price. Any any thoughts, bets, whatever for the second half of Milwaukee and Indiana? Uh, not not really. I mean, you and I have been doing the show, so I haven't been like closely monitoring like the sets that each team is running or anything. But uh, I'd bet Milwaukee if I had to. Dame's gonna Dame the- will get going. The way that the Bucks tend to play games is that they just absolutely like play with their food is the wrong way to put it. They're not good enough to play with their food. They just kind of like meander through these three quarters and then they get to a fourth quarter. The game is very tight and they win. And the Pacers are, you know, they kind of do the same thing in a lot of their games, honestly. And the the, th- the common theme between the two teams, they, they don't defend very well, uh, even though the Pacers have defended better in this game. So. Yeah, like Milwaukee, if you like really wanted to bet this game, but I haven't watched the first half. Like I can't really offer anything that smart. Yeah, I, th- I think I bet Milwaukee, but uh, I kind of already have a bet on Milwaukee. So we'll just we'll let this ride here. Second half going to tip off in a little bit here in Vegas with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Indiana Pacers. I just also like to add, I think Bob Myers is very handsome. The former Warriors GM was on my TV right now. He's got great sure. sideburns and great hair. So there you go. Anyway, uh, let's go to Comeback Player of the Year. We'll wrap up our P-Squared, B-Squared NFL Awards thoughts here with Comeback Player, where, Ken, I feel like it's the same old song and dance here. Not that, like, our content is bad, but it feels like all season there have been so many, and the term that you've used, and I love when you use it because it's one of my favorite movies and also a really great flavor of Ben & Jerry's ice cream, which is half-baked. A lot of half-baked candidates for Comeback Player of the Year that, like, haven't haven't fully baked, right, unfortunately. Um leaving DeMar Hamlin as still like a monster favorite in this market comeback player of the year, despite only playing in a couple games. Hamlin is minus 275. Tua, plus 300. What? 
Uh, Russ is 12 to 1, Lamar Jackson 18, TJ Watt and Aaron Rodgers uh, 40, Josh Dobbs is also 40, also like Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. I thought it was interesting like how Robert Sala like phrased Zach Wilson being back was that Wilson is the starter for the remainder of the season barring injury, which translation like Aaron Rodgers is not playing this season. It's not happening. I, I guess like... I guess he could play in week 18 if they're like, you know, 8 and 8 and like win and in. I don't, I don't, that would require the Jets winning four games in a row with Zach Wilson. Not going to happen. Josh Dobbs is 40. Um, Matthew Stafford is not listed at BetMGM, Ken, but I know that he's someone that you and I are both interested in right now. Thoughts, please, on comeback player of the year as we just keep waiting on someone to take down our guy, Damar Hamlin. Yeah, I mean, you say the word interested in Stafford. It's like, I mean, as much as you can be interested in this case, I, I you know, I, I don't even know if it's worth a bet necessarily, but you're right. Like, I, I think the thing, the thing that I'm going to be the saltiest about actually, like I, I lose bets. Uh, I lose award markets sometimes. Cy Young this year, I got smoked in the National League. I did terribly. I didn't have Blake Snell and he won. And, uh, and that was really bad. And uh, also, you know, win award markets sometimes. But uh, I, you know, like I'll, I'll lose the bets, whatever. Uh, it would, I think it, I just think we're going to be deprived of a legit conversation about a contending really good player in this market versus Hamlin. I just don't think we're going to have that argument take place. I don't think it's going to play out that way because there isn't a good candidate. There just isn't one. And people could be like, well, that's because Hamlin's so likely to win. That's not what's happening here, like at all. Like, like Aaron Rodgers was a good candidate. Stafford's a good candidate. Cooper Cup's a good candidate. Chase Young was a good candidate. Russell Wilson's a good candidate. These are very like typical comeback player of the year winners. They check all the boxes. They fit all the criteria. They could have been, could have been a contender. They could have been like that. And they're just, none of them have been any good. So when they're not good, it's not a conversation. It's easy for everyone to vote Hamlin. Who the hell else would you vote for? Like it's even I'm saying that and I'm the guy who was trying to beat him earlier in the year with a bunch of big prices. So like I just I feel it's like I'm actually annoyed that we're going to be deprived of that argument because I would have been really curious how that would have played out. You know, like I really would have been curious, like and let's be really honest, the Bills went through yesterday. I haven't seen their Thursday injury report Wednesday, very clean injury report off there by he's not playing the rest of the games like unless there's seven more injuries it's done like his his candidacy whatever that case is is concluded for the most part he's not going to play the rest of the season tomorrow hamlin so it would have just been interesting if someone had emerged and people can be like well it would have been easy hamlin would have won we just we don't we don't know that we're probably never gonna know that and you know like i'll kind of like go to my grave thinking that like somebody if there had been a good candidate here this would have been a very interesting discussion we're just not gonna see it play out i think um market feels very dead feels like there isn't a lot to bet on uh i think like okay like if it's <laughs> a really really stupid hypothetical i think right now but like worth having okay like if hamlin's inactive the rest of the year is there anyone else who you could even give like a 0.1% chance to winning? I think there's a very, very, very small chance Russell Wilson can still win. Um, they only lost one game, for God's sake. Like, I mean, they like, win five more games the rest of the year. This whole thing heats up again, to be honest. So does Sean Payton, coach of the year, by the way, if that happens, if they beat the Chargers. Um, so, yeah, like, could win. But, like, do I think it's going to happen? No, not really. Um, Stafford is the guy that you brought up. He's 180 to one in one place. He's 100 in another. I, the thing that really, like, torpedoes this before it even gets back on the tracks again is there are seven and a half to Baltimore in a game that's currently going to have a hurricane in it. Like, he's just, there's going to be no numbers in the game. They're going to get smoked in the game, probably. Like, I don't think it's a conversation worth having now that we know more about that game. So, I think, like, the tough part 
is like i i like to see this i wanted to see this play out like i was really curious even if i was going to be wrong there was a a reasonable chance i was going to be wrong in the argument like that was that was possible i'm confident but like you know you have to be like sometimes i'm going to get things wrong i just we're not even going to have the argument now i don't even think we're going to have it and i think it would have been a really fun one i think it would have been interesting to see like when push comes to shove and you have a guy who doesn't play could a really good candidate beat him i just don't think there's going to be a good candidate there's everybody got hurt or didn't materialize or whatever and it happens sometimes that's the way it goes so that's kind of all there is to do right now nothing and and there and, there, and there's and there's n- there's nothing else to say, right? Unfortunately, like there's no one that's no. like percolating. Yeah, it just it's uh, it was Can the I market that, to me. Yeah, sure, go ahead. I don't, I don't even think this person's gonna be listed anywhere. And like, this is we've reached the portion of the calendar now, where it's like, well, this is a hypothetical. <laughs> the Browns win like almost every game the rest of the year. Could Joe Flacco ever win? I mean, like could because i i can't say no i i think it would be really really i think it would be almost a zero because the numbers like the jets or if like the jets won out could like zach wilson come back from his in-season benching in the same season it would be i mean these are all like one and so so you're telling me there's a chance these are all like these feel like one in a billion kind of things uh comeback player of the year like i mean you know it's a it's a really typical predictable arc normally really really high level player uh, or like prominent player that sustains an injury or has a health scare or whatever, uh, and then completes the arc back to their usual level of performance. Go back through all the previous winners of the award. Everybody wants to throw Alex Smith as like the Demar Hamlin comp. Alex Smith was the number one pick in the draft, had a huge win loss record, started games at quarterback the year that he won. It's like everybody can win all the Hamlin money they mar. That's the and worst they made the playoffs, I've ever right? Heard. And like, and like Heineke mm, had to play in the playoff game because yeah, Smith was hurt. Yeah, right? he can't play the playoff game. Yeah, but like played and like they eight games at quarterback. Tampa. Like started eight games. At, the number one pick who started eight games at quarterback is your comp for Demar Hamlin. That's incredibly stupid. So let's just get that out of there right now. Like you can at least make good arguments. Sorry, um, there is no comp for this, but that's okay. Sometimes something new is going to happen. That's okay. Um, it's just like and hope the, there the isn't another one ever of course for Hamlin. Like, we would like for this to be yeah. like 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 the one well, the, the one instance of this to be fair like the universe is very random and things happen all the time like something like this is going to happen again you want it to happen as little as possible it's a terrible thing but also like this is a unique situation and uh yeah just like i i would have loved to have seen this argument play out i think it would have been fascinating i really do um and it just thinks that we're not going to get it. So not, not a whole lot more left to say, honestly. Uh, I think Hamlin is very likely to win. And honestly, like his best case now is I think there's no one to vote for at this moment. That doesn't mean next week there can't or two weeks or three weeks. We can get to the end of the year. Recency bias can always be a thing. I don't think Hamlin's going to play the next five games either. Uh, but like, doesn't seem like there's anyone to talk about. And that's okay. We spent a lot of time talking about the other stuff. The uh, the Russell Wilson pick in the end zone to end the uh, the game last week is going to go down. Yeah. It's like one of like the most frustrating plays of the season because like, we would have maybe also, had like, the conversation. We really would have maybe like, had the conversation if he had if he had completed we, that. We would have, right? Well, he let's put it this way. And again, uh, this portion of the season, it, what it's what is it about? Right? Not really what I think. What's everyone saying? Not a lot of conversation about this award, obviously, because there's no one to talk about. And the guy that you would be talking about isn't playing. So how are you even talking about him? So like, it's just, there's no, there's nothing to talk about. Um, There's no conversation. But like when Wilson was thriving, so entering last week's game, this got brought up a lot. 
like, can he win comeback player of the year? And it's shouted down by, you know, like white knight people on Twitter and stuff. And it's like a really toxic conversation. Like, how could you even talk about this? Eh, we're allowed to talk about stuff. Sorry. So like, it just, that was, you could see the argument kind of percolating, but he loses the game. And now it's less likely to happen. It could, we can still get there. They got to win every game. And then maybe we get like the conversation that I just think is really interesting where voters try to like go through their own thoughts to be like, can I vote for someone who doesn't play? Or should I vote for this star player who's like playing at a high level again? And the, the funny thing is I actually do have something else on this. I, I've never brought this up on the show before about this, which is crazy because we probably spent 90 hours talking about comeback player of the year on the show. The... The, and I, I wish I brought this up sooner because it just it occurred to me last week. I actually didn't bring it up last week either. The the argument for Hamlin a lot of the time, uh, if you if you try to have a conversation with someone about this, good luck. And it's basically like, right, but the guy almost died. Like we always saw the story. Like you understand. But I'm just saying, you you talk to somebody about this award, they're going to be like, whatever guy you bring up to win the award, the response in the argument is going to be like. Yeah, but he almost died on the field. How could you even da, 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 da. And the implication of that is that like it becomes a contest for who has like the craziest story and it becomes a contest for who has like the most compelling injury as opposed to player performance. That's the argument that the pro Hamlin side is making. Did any of those people vote for Nick Gates last year? Any of them? The Giants offensive lineman who almost lost his leg came back and played at a really high Saquon gave a lot of interviews said Nick Gates should have won comeback player of the year uh there were 50 votes for comeback player of the year last year Nick Gates got two where were all those people there did they feel that way last year or did they all say that and then put in the vote for Geno Smith did they all do that it's just like cool like it's my job to figure out what the voters are going to do also in this case they're incredible hypocrites like incredible hypocrites for that comparison. Great. Nick Gates had the most compelling story. He literally, he's Alex Smith. He almost lost his leg, came back and played at a high level, played in the games. We didn't have a lot of stats. Okay. What's DeMar Hamlin's stats? Again, like can't engage in arguments like this because it's just people get really, really heated because we're talking about like a touchy subject. I, I, I thought of that the other day. I go, you know what? Like, it's just so funny. Like, where was all this for Nick Gates last year? And the answer is obvious. Hamlin was a more high-profile story. Gates was a more local story. But they're they have a lot of commonality. Like they have there's there's a lot of similarity here. And everyone was more than happy to vote for Geno Smith last year. More than happy to vote for somebody who was just coming back from being bad. But this year can't even talk about it. Can't even handle the conversation. That's very interesting. Yeah, we just would like for someone to emerge here. So you know, win some money. And that I, does well, just, it for our I just want to see the discussion play out. I want to see everybody try to defend this. I just want it's because it's just it's I, I think this I want to I, I like to live in the the touchy, sensitive conversations. People don't like I'm the guy at the part like I you know, go to a cookout with my wife's family and her dad's like this, too. Like, oh, yeah, I'll talk about politics. What do you want to talk about? Talk about presidency. What do you want to talk about? Like, I love talking about this stuff. I get offended by stuff. I love this stuff. So that's like this market appeals to me greatly. I like to have this conversation. I would say it's not that I get like offended by the things that people say. I think people are welcome to have their opinions. I just think people get very emotional and I don't want to get emotional talking about this with people. So I would prefer not but to But my whole thing is I don't I don't get emotional. Like I, I want to hear what you the don't, people have to say. But like other, I can but take other it. Other in. people will. And then I, and right, then but I if don't want to deal. If it's a two person conversation and it's me and someone who's emotional, then we can control that. But you're saying you don't want to get emotional because you would be the second emotional. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. I am not gonna get emotional. There's zero oh, well, chance I'm getting emotional. You said I no, don't want to no, get other... emotional. Yeah. Right. Oh, I don't want to deal with people who are emotional is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. That I don't care about that. I like to get the opinions. I want to know what else is out there. Who wants to live on Twitter? I want to actually talk to people. What do you well, think? I, 
What oh, do you think I want to talk to people. Yeah. I want to talk to people. I just don't want to talk to them about that. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> want to talk to them about that. <laughs> well, that's how people get these echo chambers. Get out of the chambers, you know? I, Come on. I, I also don't want to talk to people on Twitter. You know, I like to talk about people in real life. Like pets. Steelers having, 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 having babies. Yeah. Sports. Yeah, fun stuff. Fun stuff. TV shows, movies, life. Uh, on the other side, many bets. Many, 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 many bets. NBA, NHL, Steelers, Patriots, next.